0: just three weeks ago, the CEO of the Tourism Industry Association of Canada, Beth Potter, was called upon to testify before a parliamentary committee. This is the Committee on International Trade, and Ms. Potter was warning these people about the Arrive Can app, and here's her direct quote. Arrive Can has not been proven to be the effective tool to stop COVID. It is largely viewed as a hindrance to travel, and it is causing significant delays upon arrival in Canada. C- close quote from Beth Potter of the tourism industry. Well, last week, the federal government announced that border measures would be staying exactly the same until at least October, and they said, although we're deeply invested in growing our visitor economy... The pandemic is not over. So let's talk a little bit more about the impact of the ArriveCan app. We're delighted to welcome Bianca Wiley to the program this morning. Bianca joins us from Toronto. She is a technology expert and a partner at Digital Public. Bianca, good morning and thank you for joining us today.
1: Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your reaction to the uh, government of Canada's digging its heels in and saying, nope, the ArriveCan is sticking with us through the summer no matter what.
1: Yeah. Not impressed. Um, It really is problematic that this app is here in the first place. So I'd like to take us back to 2020. Okay. When, yeah, when the, uh, the government threw emergency powers, okay. Like we're in a pandemic and I do agree from that quote, we are still in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. Um, but in 2020 launched this app, which they said was necessary for public health reasons. Right. And there wasn't a lot of clarity on one point, which I want to make. We don't need an app to collect information at the border. So what the government did was they made it seem like, well, we need this mandatory app for a public health reason. Right. But in truth, what we need is information and we can, you know, we can collect that through the kiosks we have, through forms, through other processes. So I'm not impressed with it. There's a lot more as to why, but, but I really want us to understand we never had to have this happen in the first place, Indeed. which is a big problem, right? Like for a government to say it's a pandemic, everyone is scared, do this under emergency measures, but that wasn't even really being uh, explained well or properly.
0: Well, now, especially in view of the fact, and we had a medical update from our top people in the health department here in BC yesterday, Bianca, and almost 92% of British Columbians have received the basic two-shot vaccination. That's a pretty enormous percentage of the population. So let's deal with that as a fact first and include it in going forward in this discussion of the Arrive Can app. It's a control measure. This is a federal government that is obsessed with control we're not to be trusted we need a, a, adult supervision and this is their way of exercising yet another layer of supervision over private canadian citizens allegedly in a free country that's my kind of extremist sounding take bianca but that's what i see it as being nothing other than more from the control freaks in ottawa
1: Well, let's take that position and apply it more broadly to the pandemic response. So I'm going to say $25 million went into this app. In terms of what it's doing for our public health response, I'm in Ontario in the seventh wave. Mm -hmm. The things that we know work, ventilation, masking, you know, making sure people get money to stay home if they need to. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff we know works yet somehow we are prioritizing and investing in technologies that fundamentally do not even serve the response. And if you look at the history of where we are, I don't see efficacy here. I don't see this doing what you would need to, you know, say, here's a control, back to your word of control, if if at the border where we have no choice, there's mandatory highly surveillance technology being applied, I would expect that the Public Health Agency of Canada is out here with us making a very clear case as to how this is proportional and necessary. I don't see that happening. I'm barely hearing from public health anymore. Now what I'm hearing is we're modernizing the border.
0: Well, and, and we're also, at the same time, of course, com- considerably, and Beth Potter, the Tourism Industry Association of Canada CEO, was on to something. We, Walt Judas, her counterpart here in British Columbia, has said virtually the same thing on this show uh, several times in the last few months with respect to this app. It really is a hindrance. It does not... Uh, well, look at pearson you 're in toronto it 's right up there just just outside of town bianca and it 's mm-hmm. become it 's become not a national bianca Pearson Airport in Toronto, Canada has become an international joke because of this because of its inability to cope with volume among other things and of course, all of the complications from understaffed airlines and all the rest of it is 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 uh, exacerbated by this extra label, layer, layer rather, of bureaucracy that is really, uh, it, it takes a, a, a check-in that normally runs about 30 to 40 seconds to up to four to five minutes. And that's an enormous delay when you multiply it by hundreds of thousands of people, isn't it?
1: It is, but I'm going to take an argument I'm making here and flip, take the flip side of that argument, okay. which is even if this app was making the airports go faster, I would say it shouldn't be here, nor should it be mandatory, because what we need to consider is not just efficiency, but equity. And I'm going to tell you how I learned about this app. Multiple people in my life said to me, hey, my phone doesn't even work with this app, or I'm pretty stressed out, and now I'm jumbling around with a technology that I'm not comfortable with, or I don't really understand what I'm consenting to. Mm -hmm. I've had multiple people, you know, share that with me. When the government launched this app in 2020, never mind where we are right now, they knew that a percentage of the population, first of all, doesn't have access easily to a smartphone or to the internet. True. And they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the public service has to provide service options for everybody. That's what governments have to do. So, the, you know, in terms of whether this is working well or not, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is we need to have choices. If we're comfortable with that kind of technology, okay, that's not everybody. And so there's another path here, which is, well, this should be voluntary. You want to get involved with this app or this technology? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of us who don't? Because I, just generally speaking, another thing people I don't think know very much about right now, we are under a quarantine act. This is emergency powers. What's happening with the information that's collected, whether it's through an app or not right now, There's not even a requirement to tell you how it's being used. That's the Quarantine Act. Okay, So this is not light, like emergency power. People need to understand this. We are still in a pandemic. The federal government is using an emergency power right now, and they should not be compelling or mandating the use of technology. That's just absolutely off. Well, it's, it's wrong,
0: I, and there's there's a there's a, a you use the word compelling, and I'm glad you did because there is there's the, another dimension to this, which uh, is if you are uncooperative or you don't have access to the technology required, or for whatever reason you don't submit a, a fully a fully filled out arrive can app when you arrive at a Canadian border, that the, here's your quarantine point, Bianca. the mm-hmm. uh, The Canadian Border Services Agency is within its powers. To, uh, to say you need to quarantine for 14 days because you can't provide proof of vaccination, you haven't filled out the Arrive Can app, you can be punished at the border for this.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, it's funny that we're talking in some cases very narrowly about an app. It came out the other day that the government is using an algorithm of some sort to select who's getting random testing, mm-hmm. and they said in the article... Yeah, we would we would admit that, you know, country people coming from countries with lower vaccination rate or other factors may be sampled more highly. So not only to what you said, which is punitive, it also brings us back to equity. These these, you know, whether it's testing or anything else, it's not being applied across the population in the same way. So these are all known factors where there's discriminatory and punitive elements that are happening through technologies And what the government has done and is doing, which I think this is where we really need to hold them accountable. And it's public health Canada. It's not, we're talking a lot about borders and speed and tourism, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. But the rationale here, which is something we need to keep a very strong hold on, is we're in a pandemic. So we have to do very extraordinary measures, like implement mandatory surveillance technology. Mm -hmm. That is not something you do lightly. And if you do it, you better have a good reason and you better be clear about it. I don't know about you. I'm not hearing that rationale from the government. And they have a really easy thing they could have done from day one, which is not make this mandatory. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be super clear here because I know some people listen and they think I used the app. It was fine. And I'm like, OK, if you feel empowered and you understand what you're consenting to. Good for you. Great. That's not everybody. It's not not by a long shot. Right. So this should not be mandatory not at all.
0: Well, I'm going to leave it right there because you've made my point about 14 times over, and I'm delighted to to have you take a few moments out of your weekend to to join us and make it, Bianca. It's a pleasure to have you on side, and I'd like the opportunity to speak to you again because this is far from over. The, the, The fight on the other side of the border has just begun. Thanks very much for this.
1: Thanks, darling, and let's hold them accountable. You bet.